With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Scully? Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You don't. Hello, I'm Tristan Riddell. And I'm the girl. And this is Nerd Nuptial. Today we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home, the latest Marvel release. And we got to see it on a 4th of July weekend. Yeah, actually, we went for your birthday. We did, we did. It, like, I was, I'm born, I, I was born, I'm, bo- <laughs> I'm born, present tense, I am, I am born. born. <laughs> it's like one of those. Your one-man show. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like one of those one-man shows, we got a Jesus light on me. I am born. Three people are in the, in the theater. <laughs> Attending. I would be there, babe. <laughs> I know you would, but you'd only go to the first show. <laughs> then you'd be like, I'm good. This I'm is good. all you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was born on the day after Independence Day in the United States. And um, and so that was that's what I wanted for my birthday as my yeah. birthday present. I was like, I want to go to a stupid Marvel film. And I want to have, I want to go to CMX so I can eat. Yes. I want to have a meal while I'm have eating this food. movie. Yes. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. So we went, yes, and we had a great Fourth uh, of July. For those of you outside of the states, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's when we celebrate our independence. In case you don't know, uh, <laughs> yes, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of fireworks, a lot of a lot of family, a lot of food, and Spider Man. That's right. All things American. <laughs> <laughs> All things American. That's right. I mean, Except it's it was, played by a Brit. <laughs> I was gonna say if it was Captain America, it would make a little more sense. And apparently, but... uh, Steve Rogers was born on the Fourth of July. Because oh. I mean, why of course, not? Why of not? course. <laughs> Uh, but yes, yes. So uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. We're gonna do our normal kind of kind of structure where we talk about what we thought about the film before we saw, like what we were expecting to see from the mm-hmm. film. Then kind of give our, our our general impressions of the film, what we liked, what we didn't. Non-spoiler territory, and then we'll announce when we get into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can you can keep on listening. Yeah. You can absolutely keep on listening. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll let you know once when we it's get, time. When it's time to turn off the mm-hmm. podcast and listen to something else or go see it and then listen to the rest of the podcast. That's right. All right. So Spider Man Far From Home. First, actually, I wanna I wanna talk to you about like we had a Spider Man podcast a while back where we talked about all the Spider Man films mm-hmm. um on film. Like basically every every time Spider Man has been on film, we've talked right, about that. So right. I'll link that in the notes to this podcast. So if you go to the nerdparty.com slash Nerd Nuptial and the latest release, this one, Spider-Man: Far From Home. We had uh, like a Spider-Man marathon, essentially. Yeah, we did. Like we watched all the, uh, the yeah, we watched all the Raimi films, all the ones with um, Andrew Garfield, and of course the MCU ones, mm-hmm. you know, including Homecoming, Civil War, and uh, and that was it at the time. That, yep. Oh wait, right. no, Infinity War. Yes. Because that came out, right? Yes. Yes, at the time. I think, I think so. so. I mm-hmm. think so because Infinity War came out last year. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'll link that in the notes. It's definitely worth a listen. We won't do that again, obviously, but it's good listening because we're we like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. 
And but before we get into what you were hoping to get out of Far From Home, let's talk about Homecoming. Okay. Yes. Just yeah. a little bit because that was the first solo Spider Man film in the MCU. Not Marvel, right. just in the MCU. Right. With this Spider Man, Tom Holland. With Tom yeah. Holland and yes. everything like that. So yeah. like we've talked about Homecoming a lot. Yeah, we have. We we didn't go into theaters to see it. Um, we kind of skipped it. We were like, eh, like it, it didn't really appeal to us to go to the theater to see it. I don't know why at the time. Just well, a lot of people were saying that it wasn't worth it. A yeah, lot of people were saying true. that it wasn't good. It was just like a mediocre film. Right. And so we put it off until it came out on, um, you know, streaming. And so we watched it and we were like, this is so great. Like we, we were, we were like this made our like our t- some of our top ten of the year. Hell's yeah! Like yeah. It was, we were blown away at how much we enjoyed Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Like I think it helped because everyone downplayed it by saying That's it's not true. good. Don't worry about it. It's not worth anything. Like the best thing I heard was just like eh, it was mediocre. Right. That's the best thing I heard right. about Homecoming, which is really interesting because. I guess like when you go in with very low expectations, sometimes when they're met, you're just like, oh my gosh, yeah. Like more than met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it was, it is it is at the time was my favorite Spider-Man film. Okay. Ever. Okay. And even when Into, Into the Spider-Verse came out, I was like, this is great, but I still like Homecoming more. Now you liked Into the Spider-Verse oh, more than Homecoming. Oh, way more. Yeah. Yeah, way more. <laughs> Um, but that being said, I do think that if you're, you know, live action, it was my favorite. Um, That's your life. Mm-hmm. So Homecoming yeah. is your favorite live action Spidey yes. film. Yes. Yes. All right. So going into it then, like, like you, obviously you loved Homecoming. You mm-hmm. loved Tom Holland. Yeah. He was a, a great Peter as well as a great Spider-Man, which was a kind of a hard balance. Right. Right. That we've seen in the past. And they didn't do, you know, in Homecoming, they didn't do the whole backstory. No, that was it, nice. it was very much like he already was Spider-Man, just not the Spider-Man that he became. Like we saw him become into his own, become part of the Avengers mm-hmm. versus like, you know, figuring out, you know, like Uncle Ben didn't die and stuff like that. Right. Which was a, a criticism, criticism for some people, yeah. mm-hmm. not for us. Right. We were like, we've seen that done too many times. We're good. We can move we're on. Fine. <laughs> Uncle Ben's dead. We know he's dead. Yes. It's okay. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with loving Homecoming so much and loving Tom Holland and loving him in the MCU and everything like that. And also with the Russo brothers saying that this was the wrap up of the infinity saga Mm -hmm. like people he's the russo brothers said like endgame is not the final film of the last phase that this one is so going in loving homecoming so much knowing it's the final movie of the of the infinity war saga what were you expecting or hoping to see with far from home well i think i was just fine with it being homecoming too like just the same idea of him being a teenager and trying to figure it out and being awkward with girls and, you know, having a nerdy best friend and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And, uh, like keeping it more small, like where it was in, you know, him being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like I was totally fine with it being that kind of film. It's kind of like when Deadpool two came out and I was just like, I just want Deadpool again. And that's what I got. Um, that's kind of what I wanted here where I just wanted, like another one. But with it being Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. You knew that it was going to be in a different place. Right. Yes. So I think I was just looking for a fun ride and the same characters, which we kind of talked about because of the um, 
Jumanji sequel. Oh, oh, oh that's no, not what we were talking about? No, okay, sorry. Not even a I, t- I didn't even read you. I... <laughs> the blip. Because of the oh, blip, geez. we were talking. <laughs> I totally misread you. <laughs> because of the blip, we were like, well, will his friends still be there? Like, how oh, does that yeah, yeah. work? And, you know, because he was, he went to dust and then came back. And, but they did, um, you know, not giving anything away, that they do address that, that, you know. Oh, yeah, we're totally not yeah, giving, we're not anything, giving away. anything away. But, like, um, you know, the idea that people basically have to, like, keep you know like you still have to go to school like five years yeah. have passed for them so their friends are five years older but they are come back as the same age and but the thing is like what we talked <laughs> about was like when we when we did our wrap-up on in-game and we knew far from home was coming out like we both said like oh i'm pretty sure that their friends are all gonna be yeah. conveniently snapped. right exactly like the friends that we care about will still be there yes. <laughs> interesting because we can't age them five years yes. more than anybody everybody yeah. else uh and yeah like that was weird like so in the film continuity they're calling it blipped the blipped yeah Bli- yeah they they got blipped or the blip and right. everything like that and i was like why wouldn't you just say snapped like i don't be, may, i guess okay <laughs> Like that was my that was the first thing that popped up in my head. I was just like, just call it like we all call it being snapped. Like just do that. Well, if you're not in that universe, you don't know what you would call it. Right, exactly. You know, it's and like the Walking Dead. You call them walkers and not the zombies or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't know. I you don't guess. live there. I just didn't. I didn't like you the whole blipped. blip thing. I wanted just. <laughs> you just snapped. don't. You just don't like the word blipped. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it it seems cheesy to me. Like it seems okay. immature. We are talking about. A comic book <laughs> film, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's. I'm not. I'm not saying I have a hang up over it. I'm just saying. Meh. But then, I, then, I, then I moved on. Then I moved on. It was. The, it was have that you? sense of. <laughs> yes. It was that sense of. Oh, that's stupid. And then I just forgot about it. Uh, until now. <laughs> until now. But yeah, so blip is what they call it, being blipped, and um, there was some interesting jokes that went around that like drinking age and people pretending to be blipped when they weren't right, you know, like things right, like that. Exactly. I thought that was hilarious but like with me with Far From Home thanks for asking um, <laughs> I felt like Sorry. it was honestly I had no idea what to expect mm. I really didn't and I, I'm not saying that as a cop out I just I, I thoroughly had no idea what to expect even though I liked Homecoming as much as you did if not more mm-hmm I didn't have those same. I I didn't have the expectation to like it as much as Homecoming. Okay. Because Homecoming was such a surprise, I was like, "There's no way. There's okay. no way I'm gonna like Far From Home as much as Homecoming." And so my expectations were actually kind of low. Well, and I also think maybe we're in a post Endgame MCU too, where you're like, "Well, you know, you had Infinity War and Endgame, so like." it's okay if they calm it down a little bit in mm-hmm. their, you know, side stories. Um, so I think that, like, we didn't have, obviously, the same anticipation or, uh, you know, maybe even expectation that Build we would there. have for Infinity War of Endgame. Oh, God, By no. any means. No, not even close. You know, it's just like, let's just have fun. Let's yeah. watch a fun movie. And that's what I was hoping for. Like, mm-hmm. originally, I wasn't even going... I might... Like if this wasn't around my birthday, maybe I wouldn't have gone and seen this okay. in the theater, honestly. Okay. But because it was my birthday, yeah, I was like, well, we got to do something, so let's go see. Let's go see a movie. Yes. Like and like yes. this is what it was like. Basically, this or Toy Story four. Yes. And I still wasn't sure if we were gonna take uh, Ripley to right, go see Toy right. Story four or not. So. So yeah, 
far from that was me that was me far from home i'm just like uh, i'm not gonna i know i'm not gonna like this as much as homecoming but hopefully it's entertaining yeah you know, like maybe i'll be surprised i had a little i had a few trepidations about um jake gyllenhaal being in the movie yes you did even i love jake gyllenhaal mm-hmm. i think he's a fantastic actor like don't get me wrong here. it's just putting him in this type of movie felt weird it, he felt out of place because like when we saw the trailers it was just like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, MCU, Spider-Man. Hi, I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, it's just, <laughs> it took me out of it. Okay. It took me out of the experience. Just doesn't feel like he belongs there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's my okay. feeling. It, it, it Like people were cracking jokes about how Jake Gyllenhaal is like, like clearly he just needed to make like, like a rent payment or something or a like mortgage payment. Like that MCU money. Yeah. yeah he needed that's that. That's honestly what I was going through in my head too. I was like, oh, he just wants a little piece of that MCU money. Just get that one-off yeah. MCU money and then he's going to go back to his indie films. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just got to pay the bills. He's like, I got to get that summer home somehow. <laughs> that's right. I'll, I'll do this for three months. It's no big deal. <laughs> I can wear a stupid ass costume. <laughs> the fish bowl on my head. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So we saw it. We did. That was our that was our expectations, and then we saw it. First initial reactions. You're walking without out without spoilers. Without spoilers, you're walking out of the theater. You're you're going in like. Also, by the way, our theater experience. We like to talk about our theater theater experience on mm-hmm. this show. Um, the seats that we wanted were broken. Yeah. And then and then we had to move. So they had to like move us. They they had to move us, and those those are like the prime seats. Yeah. In the prime theater, and. I remember during Endgame, the left side of the screen was way darker than the right. And this was during Endgame. So this was months ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm like, I, I won't say anything because surely somebody else would have complained and surely they'll get it fixed by the next time I come in. No, it was the, no same theater. And I'm pretty sure that like I saw another seat that was broken that was broken last time we were there. Yeah. And this is a premium theater. And it's only been open for like a year. So here it's a like CMX care of it. Dolby Atmos premium yeah. large screen and you're you're giving me broken seats mm-hmm. and a dim screen just on the left you're side. You're paying way too much for that type of thing. And so I did go and complain and I just I I just I can't stand it. I I can't stand s- dropping 40 bucks for us to go see a movie for the two of us to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. That's not even including snacks or food or drink or anything like that. Right. Just tickets. Right. And then getting a crappy screen that's supposed to be Dolby premium blah 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 i demand a perfect experience every single time if i'm paying that kind of money if i was going to like a, a crappy six dollar amc yeah or something it's a little bit different like than in the paying. afternoon yeah that's different it's true regardless anyway end of rant end of rant okay so you're walking out of the theater yeah. you're walking to the car you're you're digesting the movie knee-jerk reaction go that was okay yeah that was all right that like, was fun. Like, all right, in what way? Like, um, it nothing like, blew me away. Like, would you watch it again? Would you not like, watch it again? I would watch it again, but probably just one more time. Like, I don't feel the need to own it. Mm-hmm. You know, old style DVD. <laughs> That's how I always compare it. Like, if I wanted it on my shelf, no, this is not one of those. Uh, definitely was not as good as Homecoming, in my opinion. Um, it had like the charm of the characters, which I think really is the what makes the home homecoming and like this new version of spider-man but it just was okay like the plot was a little i don't know just just it didn't really grab me 
So um, even with the interesting locations of being overseas and, you know, him being on like a trip, it was just kind of like, all right, that, that we did that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I still like him as Spider-Man. I, I still like, you know, his, his friends and everything like that. Um, you know, the cast I'm still good with, but it just kind of fell flat for me. And yeah, I don't, I mean, like I said, I would, I would watch it again, but I don't really, if I didn't, I wouldn't be like heartbroken. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I probably liked it a little bit more than you did. Okay. But not much. Okay. Like I'm talking like an inch more than you. Okay. Where, cause when I walked out, I was just like, I was like, okay, that's an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an entertaining movie. I didn't, I wasn't going to say good movie. But that's an entertaining movie. I mean, as we've said so many times on this show, MCU gives you a base level yeah. entertainment it's quotient. True. It's true. This delivered that base level entertainment quotient. Mm-hmm. I'd say 95% of the time, yeah. Marvel does that. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they deliver that with this. It Parts of the movie went beyond that. I think there was a lot of great jokes. I think We laughed a lot. a lot, yeah. We laughed a lot. We were smiling a lot. I thought there were some great fight scenes. I thought there was some fantastic choreography. I thought the camera work was probably some of the best Spider-Man camera work I've ever seen mm. in any Spider-Man film. Okay. Um, and, but there was a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things that took you out of it. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of weird exposition. Yeah. We are just like, oh, we're monologuing now. Is yeah. this the 90s? Yeah. You know, like, is this the 80s? What's going on here? Yeah. And then there's this like, like, oh, well, okay, that was obvious. That wasn't, they weren't even trying to be clever there. You know, like certain things are like, wow, this is so boring. Or like, it's <laughs> just like, it just kept going up and down where I feel like it started off really strong mm-hmm. and really small and really quaint mm-hmm. and really cute. And I mean that all in good ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it tried to get bigger and it got, when it went bigger and you got to the quiet moments, the quiet moments were then boring yes. compared to the quiet moments at the beginning. I, 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 it's just, it was very disjointed. Mm-hmm. The plot was super thin. Yes. Super thin. One of the weakest antagonists. Oh my gosh. In the entire MCU. And it, that's saying something. Yeah. That is that, saying something That was Marvel. really bad. Because Marvel's known for having bad, bad this guys. This one was like... Do you even believe the reason why you're doing it? Yeah. Oh, motiva- almost no motivation. Yeah. Or at least no clear motivation. No. At least not from the no. audience perspective. No. It was very like, wow. And here, okay, here's the thing is that when you, when you look at motivations, you can, when it comes to a bad guy, you can have, I think, let's look at super, let's look at superhero films here. Okay. So you can have two points of the spectrum. You have Thanos. Mm-hmm clear motivation right explains it doesn't feel like exposition but he explains it to the nth degree saying this is what i want to do and this is how i'm going to do it does it really make sense in a real world perspective no no but it, it that but you doesn't accept matter. it but you accept it right he said i'm going to destroy half of all sentient life so that the others can survive this needs to happen they called me a madman i don't care go screw yourself this is my goal and i'm right. going to do anything i can to make this goal happen mm-hmm. that's one side of the spectrum that's pretty awesome right you could also throw killmonger in there Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, then you look at DC, look at the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, chaos. Right. That's his only motivation. Right. No clear motivation. 
It's you can't li- you can't ra- rationalize crazy. Exactly, and that and they they explain that you mm-hmm. know you had Alfred say like some men just want to watch the world burn. Right. That's fine. It's not like oh I had a horrible childhood or my dad left me or no no none of that. Right. Like it was just I want to watch the world burn. I right. want chaos. Those are two sides of the spectrum. Totally acceptable. What's not acceptable is in the middle. Right. And that is exactly where the antagonist was. For Spider-Man, I don't even know if it was on a line. It was like, it was like, it was just really poor. It was poorly executed. It was very poorly executed, and um, like I said, it was to the point where it was like, is this a joke? Like, does the character even believe their motivation? Like, it didn't feel like it. Nope. (sighs) It really didn't. Yeah. And then you had, and I was I was a little excited for. For Spider-Man to be working with Nick Fury on this, mm-hmm. but then, like Nick Fury felt wasted and felt like a middleman, mm-hmm. and which I mean, I guess oftentimes Nick Fury is kind of the middleman mm-hmm. of the MCU. He's really just there to introduce you to other characters and new characters and kind of move the plot along. But, except for in Captain Marvel. Except for in Captain Marvel, <laughs> yeah. And with this one, it just felt it just felt weird. It felt off. And he did, it felt like he didn't need to be there. He really didn't need to be there. Yeah. He really didn't need to be there. Same thing with Colby Smulders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. She, Maria always feels thrown in. Oh, yeah. Always th- feels yeah. thrown in. I mean, she's getting that Marvel cash. Good for her. Yeah. Because she's in a lot of Marvel films. Yeah, absolutely. But she, but I they, not once Again, she they useful. waste her. Like, she yeah. could be way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and in the comic book, she's way cooler in the comic book. Yeah. Books. And it just feels like she's just there hanging out and but what i did like yes was definitely the charisma of tom holland oh yeah i feel like it's all it's it's almost the rock-esque in his charisma (laughs) where if you throw the rock in a bad movie at least you get the rock right right tom holland i feel like he is such a genuine good character good character action very lovable very lovable like you want to see him succeed mm-hmm. you want to see him you know like you want to see him do well and he put and that's what you need out of a peter parker mm-hmm. and so when tom holland excels the rest of the movie excels absolutely but he can only carry it so far right and so that <laughs> when was you put a terrible antagonist in a just horrible plot then what what can you do? Yeah, yeah, like a horrible antagonist with a thin motivation and a messy plot. Yeah, it's it just he can only carry it so far. Yeah. So what what were some of the positives for you? Um, well, without any spoilers, I I mean I really do think it was probably the chemistry of uh, the characters again. I mean, and like you said, it Tom Holland carries the show. Mm-hmm. You know, you you love. You love to see him succeed. He's like the lovable nerd. I have a place for lovable nerds. <laughs> so I just, I think that that was really the only thing that I super enjoyed about it. Um, I mean, yeah, that for me, that was pretty much it. And like, I think the whole time for me, like the plot twist wasn't really a plot twist because you knew the structure of a superhero hero film that yeah. like, this can't be just it. So, um, I mean, it was fun to see some locations overseas, you know, interesting locations, but still it was just was, I think it got in the way of like, honestly, I was totally fine in homecoming. We were just like hanging out by the lockers. 
I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why you and I really enjoyed the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm getting that sense. Yeah, from you. absolutely. I think my favorite part of the film was the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, because it was all in New York. Yep. Or it was just the core group of the high school students. Right. And right. so it felt like homecoming where that was that's another positive for me is that like the stupid romantic stuff yeah between ned and the blonde girl yeah was so much fun and so relatable because we've yes. all seen that couple yeah we've also seen these, seen these people who hook up on on trips, trips cool and trips. then yeah and, it's a fling and it's just a fling and then like we've all had that plan on what we're gonna say to the guy or to the girl right we're gonna get that necklace well i think that know? that's so much of what they've made this spider-man into is just like skewing him i mean he's he he seems. I mean, I know he's older than he looks, but they definitely have like tried to root him in high school. Mm-hmm. Whereas it always felt like they were going to the bugle and stuff like that in the other Superman. I'm oh, sorry, Superman, Spider-Man films, <laughs> different, <laughs> different <laughs> publication. Um, so it felt it felt like oh okay, we're staying in high school. We're staying mm-hmm. relatable. You know, we're we're keeping it young and and very cutesy and um. I mean, like we were just laughing so hard when they were showing like the the um, high school TV montage of like saying goodbye to all the superheroes. And yeah. I was totally that blonde girl in my high school. Like I was the one who was doing like the announcement type mm-hmm. things. And so it's just so funny. Everybody like, around you Getty is images and stuff yes. like that. It's just hilarious. So, um, so relatable again. As well as, you know, the things like, like, hey, let's just go play games and stuff like that. So it just, when they take that part away, then it's just like, what do I care? I don't really care as much. Here's the thing. And I think this is the fundamental flaw in Spider-Man in the MCU. Not Spider-Man and Marvel. Spider-Man in the MCU as it is established. We loved Spider-Man Homecoming because it was Spider-Man in high school Mm -hmm. and it felt like spider-man in high school yeah now you had a lot of tony stark in homecoming yeah you did you had a lot of him bringing his influence and his big world to spider-man right and spider-man couldn't hack it or he felt like he couldn't hack it thus was the feeling of spider-man tom holland as as spidey in the mcu like when you have him in civil war and infinity war and everything like that it's really just okay we're going to take this character and throw him in the sandbox and just see his personality interact with everybody else. Right. It's fine. You could sell that. You have a big world movie. Right. And then there you go. He's so, one of many parts. He's one of many parts. And but when you have um when you have Far From Home, or I think Far From Home failed, was that you have your friendly neighborhood Spider Man in a big world story. Yes. yes. That doesn't work right now. Right. Right. And that's not true to the Spider-Man character, in my opinion. There are many different versions of Spider-Man in the comic books, in the movies, in the novel, every, everything. There's many different oh, versions yeah. of Spider-Man. But what they're doing right now. But what they're doing right now. Like, what I like about Spider-Man is that he has, he can have small stories. Now, yes. obviously, in the comic books, he does have big stories. Yes. So please don't write me. I understand that. I'm saying <laughs> what I particularly like are the smaller Spider-Man but that, stories. that's kind of a personal choice of this nerd nuptial, too. Yes. Like, the two of us tend to, like, smaller, less explosions, more focused on those, like, detective-like stories. Or just keep it in New York where he is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right. And, you know, 
but it's hard to go back. Like he's been to space, they said, you know, like, right. so you, yeah. So like you've, you had homecoming, which was small. Like we were doing with an issue just around like Brooklyn and, and stuff like that. And then the world was not going the world to explode. Was not going to explode. It was about like alien, like basically like a black market situation. Black market alien. Right. Tech, exactly. Which in itself. It's the, still big. The fact that we're saying that out loud sounds ridiculous. I know. Because it's but, black market alien. Tech. But it was localized. It was. Yes. Right. And so. Michael Keaton was not going to blow up the earth. No, Michael Keaton was not going that was to invade not his anything. Plan. <laughs> He's not. He wasn't going to kill billions of people. Exactly. Like it was much more. I want to do this and you're preventing me from doing this and go. And you're dating my daughter. Exactly. Exactly. So the smaller, the better in that situation, but that's not how they've utilized him since. So he's been to space. He's been a part of the Avengers. He's had to fight off Thanos with them on an alien planet. Right. Exactly. So how do you do that and go back? Like, you know, I could see a lot of fans being like, Wait, he's just solving crimes in New York still, you know? So, but here's the thing is like, you know, take it to another level. Yeah, it's okay. Certain things don't need the Avengers. Like, mm-hmm. you know, apparently this problem didn't need some of the Avengers or whatever. Well, they were all taking care of Yeah, like they were they all were... busy. Yeah. Whatever. I hate that. Just don't when they do it. that. Just don't talk about it. Just like say, I just need you. Okay. But they have to because he's a part of the Avengers. And because we all have seen every single Marvel exactly. film. So. It's like when Ant-Man said, this is a job for the Avengers. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I feel like he was the first one to really say. Right. Like, right. Why like, aren't we calling the exactly. Avengers? Exactly. Like, can we please fix this? And now we have to do it every single time. Yes. Whereas it's okay for, but then keep the problem smaller mm-hmm. so that we don't feel like we have to bring in the Avengers. There you go. Hey, look at that. Yeah. You should be in a writer's room. Huh. But I feel like Far From Home is those growing pains. Mm-hmm. And I think it's trying to bridge that gap. It's 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 trying to talk about how Tony Stark is dead. Mm-hmm. He was the leader. You right. know, like he was he was kind of the world the v- world viewed him as the lead Avenger. Either. Cap's gone. In Cap's gone. And Black so, Widow's gone. And so yeah, you have those major players gone and Thor's off world. And so what's going on? And then you have Spider Man. But Spider Man's sixteen. Spider Man is the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Right. And so Far From Home is trying to take you from those small world stories into the galactic universe that is the MCU right. on his own. Right. He's like, he is now a major player in the galactic MCU. And this, I think that's why it didn't work. I feel like that's why this movie didn't work is because it tried to accomplish that. It had to accomplish that or did it, you know? And Right. But I think when you go so big, like it's hard to go back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you've gone from Infinity War and Endgame, all of, all of the films after this are going to have a hard time explaining themselves. I feel like with Spider-Man 3, that's going to be coming out. I'm sure it's going to come out. Um, we'll, when we get to the spoiler territory, I feel like Spider-Man 3 will be a chance to go back to a smaller story if it deals with what I think it's going to deal with. Okay. Um, but I can't say anything about it until we get we to get spoiler, spoiler territory. territory. Okay. Well, do you want to get to spoiler too? I guess yeah. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go ahead and do it because obviously you hear our thoughts about it. Yes, <laughs> it's entertaining because it's Spider Man because it's MCU. Mm-hmm. You get some great fighting moments. We you like get Tom some great, Holland. <laughs> we like Tom Holland. You get some great fighting moments, some great um, superhero moments, but the plot is thin. The antagonist sucks. 
and yeah yeah <laughs> so if you don't want to spend the money to go see it in the theater you can wait until disney plus comes out in november that's right and spend your money on that <laughs> and spend your money on that like we are going to uh okay so spoiler territory here you go from here on out we're going to spoil things we're going to talk about the ending we're going to talk about the reveals right you have been warned that's right spoiler territory five four three two one <laughs> The ending, the very, very end. Like, let's just jump to the end. Because okay. if you're in spoiler territory, you've seen it. In the end, the post credit sequence is J. Jonah Jameson, mm-hmm. uh, who, played by J.K. Yeah. Simmons. Right. Which is insane. Right. Which is crazy. Uh, like, the the guy from the Sam Raimi, J. Jonah yes. Jameson. And, of course, people are going to be like, what? Does that mean that they're linked? No, screw. Just go screw. Just, they're just, not linked. Just, just accept it. It's just Move it's, on. it's some fan casting. Move on. Um, but he reveals the identity of Spider-Man as Peter Parker shows a picture of him because apparently Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, shows a fake video mm-hmm. of um, Spider-Man uh, using the drone attack right. uh, against people, so right. trying to execute people, obviously, which is fake. Um, and so that's why I think Spider-Man 3 could be a smaller film with him trying to clear his name or continue to be a good guy, even though the world hates him. Absolutely. And that you don't need aliens to try and destroy New York in order for that to happen. Very true. I mean, and also that's a huge reveal. I mean, that's is. Yeah, that is a J. Okay. Here's the thing though. I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. Is that that is a huge reveal in the comic books in the MCU. Well, we all know that Tony Stark was Iron Man, right? Exactly. We know we knew Steve Rogers was Captain America. We knew Tony Stark That's was, true. was That's Iron Man. That's true. That's a really Man. good point. We knew who Black Widow was. We um but we they knew. they all out of themselves. Exactly. Yes, that's true. So, yeah, like he didn't want necessarily want to be but named. But it's that's a fundamental thing. Like that's actually when Civil War happened, the movie, that's one thing that a lot of people were wondering how they were going to you know, like, how are they going to handle Civil War? Because in the comic books, a lot of it involved people, be, like, their secret identities being revealed. Okay. And Spider-Man, Peter Parker, in the original Civil War comics, him revealing himself to the world, he chose to do it. Tony Stark asked him to do it. That was a big deal for Peter Parker to pull off his mask and say, I'm Peter Parker. I'm okay. Spider-Man. Okay. Huge deal. In the MCU... It's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal because right. everybody knows everybody. Well, and definitely got the impression that we're passing the torch from Tony Stark to Peter Parker. How do you feel about that? How do you? How? I want to ask you. I want to ask your opinion. I know I've been talking a lot, but I'm going to pass the torch on to you to speak <laughs> because this has been the Russo brothers said this is the end of the Infinity War saga. This is the wrap up, and this is very much the passing of the torch from. Iron Man kind of leading the MCU to Spider-Man leading the MCU. Whether, like in the film franchise as well as within the MCU universe. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like it's a weird choice, but it's like, what other options do we have? <laughs> um, although, if they actually chose to utilize Captain Marvel properly, unlike they did in Endgame, I have issues. Um, she would be a logical choice because at least she was like, you know, in the military or something like that. It's kind of like you, you, everyone kind of, at least we did, accepted that Cap was like the leader in a way because he had 
some type of militaristic, you know, he had military training. Yeah, he, he could, knew how to learn yeah, to lead a group. Exactly. In battle. Whereas, you know, and Tony even would take his lead on that type of thing. And even though, you know, Tony Stark has this very charismatic personality that is, you know, larger than life in the room, he still understood when he didn't know better, right? Like Cap knew better when it came to that, those type of things. Whereas giving it to a 16-year-old kid that hasn't even graduated high school yet and like, you know, is just figuring it out, like that just seems a little silly to me. I do, I did like the father-like relationship he had with Peter Parker, Tony and Peter had. Mm-hmm. But that's fine if you want to give him your tech. Yeah. But to make him like a leader in the MCU, like that just doesn't feel quite right to me. <laughs> this is, um, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago about Mjolnir, mm. about Thor's hammer. Yes, yes. And I'm going to tell a story and it's totally going to be applicable. Okay. Uh, so I saw a post online. Somebody was talking about, like someone like made some fan art of... Peter mourning Tony's death and then Thor is there to console him and then he like you know and Peter's just like I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I can continue on and we see that Peter accidentally picks up Mjolnir and this was all fan art okay it's fan art it's okay. a fan story so it doesn't exist it's it doesn't just exist a fan's interpretation it, it was this wasn't in the comic books this wasn't in anything it was just a fan interpretation of what it could be fun then I saw somebody write a text post underneath it saying, and they were very respectful, um, but they said they're like this, that's not how Mjolnir works. Mm. Like you do not have to be a, just a good person in order to lift Mjolnir to be honor, to be, to be worthy of being Thor or holding Mjolnir or wielding Mjolnir. Like you have to have a whole lot more characteristics where they started talking about how the reason why Cap could do it in Endgame was not because he's just a good person. It's because he also is a leader. He can um, he knows how to battle, and he also knows that sometimes you have to kill your enemies. This now this is one person's interpretation. Okay? okay, this is one person's interpretation. I'm just reciting what this person said, and I happen to agree with it. It's just not because you're pure of heart or yeah. young. Yeah, or... it's not Excalibur. Right. It's not because you're pure right. of heart or you're British. Mm-hmm. It's. <laughs> It's like you like you have to like you have to crush some skulls and you have to be willing to carry that weight mm-hmm. of killing your enemies and saving the innocent. And and it's not special if everyone can do it just because they're good. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's why Cap could do it and Iron Man couldn't and why everybody else couldn't. But, you know, like later on, Cap became worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is a good person. Mm hmm. That doesn't mean that he's worthy of Mjolnir. And one thing, another example that somebody said, like like during a DC Marvel crossover, I have to look into this, but they brought this up, not me. Like during a DC Marvel crossover years ago, like some of our DC heroes tried to pick up Mjolnir and Superman couldn't even do it. And Superman's one of the best people ever, like mm-hmm. one of the most moral people ever. Right. And he couldn't do it, but Wonder Woman could because Wonder Woman knows that sometimes you have to kill your enemies and she is a leader of women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knows how to lead a Just battalion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, f- I felt like that was analogous to Tony's legacy, especially Tony's tech. 
Mm-hmm. Tony's technology, which we need to get into, is put in the hands of the wrong person. We see what that looks like. Right. Do you really want... Like, sure, I was a good person at 16. I, I like I was a I was a moral person, but I was still a 16 year old. Right. <laughs> I wasn't Peter Parker, obviously. I wasn't right, Spider-Man. Right. But I understand that this person's good and pure, but he's still 16. You're going to give him a satellite which can kill literally anybody on the earth. So let's not even unpack the moral implications of Tony <laughs> having that satellite right. where we even dealt with an entire movie called Winter Soldier about right. that very thing about how no one should have that kind of technology. Right. That was kind of a big deal back then. That was a big deal back then. And then all of a sudden, like Far From Home is just like, ah, whatever. Here you go. Screw Winter Soldier. We're Here you go, Peter. You can thing. have that. Like you can have you can yeah. have a nuclear bomb that can detonate on anybody you choose and then accidentally right. almost kill your classmate. your classmate. Proof that he shouldn't have this kind of power right um the backtracking in that whole thing was very like yeah oh my gosh i mean so that's my yeah. long explanation yes to say that yeah. you can't give that to a 16 year old he's not no ready. no and i feel like there needs to be a little bit more history too like we all like him as spider-man but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is deserving of that type of role yeah nor can he necessarily you know command the room like a tony stark i mean let's be even let's take the actors it's it's just different right yeah. so i mean without some of those characters the mcu looks very different now yeah so you probably need to switch it up a little bit and figure it out because honestly like think about it like let's get like my example of captain marvel and spider-man Spider-Man would take orders from Captain Marvel. Yes. Yes, he would. It just makes more sense, right? Like, it doesn't make sense that, I mean, Peter Parker is kind of a little bit of like, you know, he he thinks out loud. He, you know, he's just not, he's he's cute. He's, um, he's an awkward he's teenager. He's awkward teenager. He's not going, he, he'll be like, hey, guys, uh, hey, listen up. Hey, guys, hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, can you look over here? Hey guys, like that's how he would lead. Let's be, that's who they established. Okay. So. Uh, and also, like, and I'm wondering here, like, what are they trying to tell us? Because it was so confusing to me. Like, okay, he inherited the satellite. Does that mean he inherited Tony's fortune? Does that mean he inherited other things? Yeah. Does that mean he inherited a stake in? St- the Stark industry, right? Like, does like, he? Where's Where's Pepper and all this? That's what I was thinking too. Like, I mean, Pepper at least like knew what was going on and like, like had experience, her. and like they gave her a role in Endgame. Like, she was fighting with him, so like they gave her a suit, right? Like, why wouldn't they give her that legacy? I mean, do I think that she, you know, she could? maybe not like her character we haven't really seen her character in that kind of light yeah but it just felt like an odd choice with spider-man it felt very odd and there was they i think they they left more questions unanswered than they answered Mm -hmm. and i think that's the problem because they this was billed as a wrap-up to endgame but it kind of gave me this feeling of in terms of a wrap-up to endgame where i go to a two-hour meeting at work and I'm like, you could have emailed that to me. <laughs> yeah, it it did not feel like 
they put a lot more hype into it being a wrap up than it actually was. It really isn't. Like no. in in terms of quote unquote wrap up, yeah. it's you have an explanation of the five year discrepancy with the blip mm-hmm. at the beginning, and then you have Spider Man getting Tony's glasses that control a kill satellite at the right. end. That's it. Right. It's not that big a deal. And then you have like some stuff with um Samuel L. Jackson at the end where he's but that has nothing to do with no, the wrap-up. No, it doesn't. Up. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, <sighs> it, I don't know. It, it didn't feel like it at all to me. It's just, like we talked about, like, this has some really entertaining moments. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so messy. And I mean, we kind of talked about Jake Gyllenhaal, but we can oh, talk yeah, a little we should bit talk more about, about him. him. Yeah. Oh, did you know that Mysterio was going to be the bad guy of the film? No. What? What? I didn't know at the beginning. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was so obvious the whole time. It was it was really eye rolling. Like the whole time, you're just like, really, we've seen this done. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, I know that there's a formula to every super, you know, hero movie, but like I said before, Jake Gyllenhaal didn't believe his his motivation. Nope. And like the tie-ins to like past movies, they were trying so hard to like do fan service that it was just kind of obnoxious and kind of like, okay, is this where we're going with this? It's just like when he, like when you when you realize that, like okay, so like, <laughs> you mean at the beginning of the movie when we realized he was Mister? Well, no, I mean or like okay, if, if you didn't see the trailer, right? Um, <laughs> So, like, in the trailer, we all know he was going to be an antagonist because they didn't tell you who the antagonist was. Right. That's why. Right. Because in any kind of trailer, you're going to see who the antagonist is. You just are. It's just and the way it is. like, 99% of the time. I know that there's exceptions. Don't write me. Um, <laughs> but with Jake Gyllenhaal, like, we all knew, like, there was it was going to go one of two ways where, okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal is actually from an alternate universe and he's hiding his intentions. Where he's there to help save you, but really he's there for right. selfish reasons. Right. Or it was all fake. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be the latter. It was all fake. Right. Um, and and so he wasn't actually from another universe, mm-hmm. which was a little disappointing for me because I was just like, when they showed you in the trailer yeah. that they were introducing the multiverse theory into the MCU, I was just like, this opens up so many possibilities. It does. This could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And then they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to do that. But I guess we have this, this spider verse that. also, that's true. That's what I was going to say. Like, we love multiverse stuff. Um, but they're doing that over with, you know. Yeah. So that's fine. Into the Spider-Verse. So I don't know. But yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal, like when he started, like when, when Spidey was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I can't have this. I can't have these glasses. I'm like, oh God, he's going to give it to Mysterio. And it, then Mysterio's going to abuse it. And then it he's going to take it back. It also felt like such like a... Well, since we hung out together for this amount of time, here's the glasses that were given to me by my mentor. Like, that also felt so weak to me. So weak. It was just... <laughs> the motivations were just so lame that it it felt insulting as a viewer. <laughs> it did. And that's the thing. Like, some people are... Like, there's kind of been, like, this, this anti-snobbery movement about people saying that films are too predictable Mm. where some people are saying like well if you can predict the story structure then that means that it's a well plotted out story structure like that it makes sense it makes logical sense to a certain degree to a certain degree i understand that that rationale 
I don't always agree with it. Because There's a I'm formula. Not, I'm not saying you need to M. Night Shalaman me or anything <laughs> like that with your reveals, but I shouldn't see it coming from the trailer. Yeah. And every single step of the way, go like, this is where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is where this is going to be the reveal. Like, make it, if it's obvious, make it obvious. Right. Don't act like it's a big reveal. Right. Like, make it dubious. Make him, like, make the audience know from the get go. If you're going to and make don't it have obvious. him monologue to the people that know exactly. What's going yeah, on. exactly. And so, like, you could even do that better. Where if we immediately knew Mysterio was a fake, mm-hmm. that Mysterio was like had negative inten- intentions, then that would add more drama mm-hmm. to Spider-Man giving up those glasses, right? Instead of making it a big reveal that everybody yeah, saw. Yeah, that structure was completely messed up. Because if we saw Spidey, we'd be like, "No, Spidey, don't do it." Yeah, it's like, "Don't, don't go in the do basement. It. Don't yeah. go." Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like Jake Gyllenhaal totally felt like he was just getting a paycheck. and He barely showed up. He really did. And we like him. We really do. Fantastic actor. But ugh, it was just such a... It was like a... Ben Affleck in Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that, that extreme. Well, yeah. Maybe Oof. not. That's Man. pretty low bar there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was just... It was... It, you didn't care because he didn't care. <laughs> Right. Yeah. What'd you think about like the drone tech? Did you think that was cool? Not so cool. I couldn't get like I I couldn't focus on like I couldn't enjoy it because the entire time I was thinking Tony had this satellite the entire time. Yeah, I thought that same thing. Like we didn't use it. Like we didn't use it. Why does he have it? Why on earth would one person have this kind of technology? Yeah. And also you have you have. You have Spider-Man who's just like, oh, I shouldn't spy on people's text messages, but I'll have a satellite that can kill anybody on the earth at any time. Like, yeah. that's your line. Yeah. I'm not going to read. It doesn't make any text sense. Message. It doesn't make any but sense. But in terms of the drone tech, like, it's just a lot of people are talking about drones. A lot mm-hmm. of people are using drones in films because it's very prevalent it's very in, to, relevant. in today's mm-hmm. society. It, like, the whole holographic thing, you know, I don't know. Like, there, part of it, I was just kind of like, that's interesting and the other part of me was just like, that's cheesy. And it's just, it was a lot of things. I had to jump a lot. I got to jump through a lot of hoops in order to try and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the whole scenes where Spider-Man was in like this weird dreamlike reality? Where it was all holographic. But yeah. yeah um, just... I thought it was interesting, but then it got became noise. Okay. So I thought like to a certain degree, but then they just... Maybe maybe each sequence went a little bit too long for me, where then I just kind of started spacing out because you're just kind of like watching, um, you you're kind of like having a hard. It's almost like your brain or your eyes have a hard time catching up, um, because it was like too much. Yeah. So and then then they kept like switching it up and like that wasn't real. That wasn't real. <laughs> it was just like okay. It, I I really do feel like your brain kind of says like. All right, well, then I'm just going to give up. <laughs> Maybe that's lame. Maybe that's just the state I was in when I was watching it. But <laughs> I'm going to go play Pong in the back corner of my brain. I uh, It felt like a video game to me. Yeah, it did. Maybe because I've been playing a lot of Arkham. That's um, true. You have. You've gotten a lot of video game time recently. I have. Uh, yes, I have. And I've been playing a lot of the Arkham games. And whenever you encounter the Scarecrow, you go through oh. a level that is exactly like okay. that scene where everything's fake. And... Everything's fake. Okay. Everything's not real. Okay. And like it's everybody's like enlarged, 
and then you're shrinking, and okay. then there's multiple versions of you, and then there's multiple uh, versions of them. It's just like right. yada 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 yada. And so that's all that I thought of the entire time. <laughs> it reminded me of like a and certain yeah, it definitely reminded me of a video game, and especially like that type of the, the CGI and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It just it kind of removes you, and I know it's supposed to. You know, you're you're supposed to be in that world. Um, maybe answer this question. Maybe I completely you know missed it, but like. How did he think that he was fighting something and like getting knocked around if they were just drones? Well, the drones were, I think that was something that they they could have explained a little bit more. Like the drones were actually doing damage. Okay. 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 Like the holograms were just portraying the damage in a different way. Because they did have like... They did have the ability to like destroy, right? Yes, okay. Like they had to build. I did to see shoot that because with the example like that. that they gave. Okay. Like so, when a column is destroyed, right. a column is actually destroyed. Okay. By the drone. Okay. And but it, they just made it look like it was a a wind monster who knocked down the columns. Gotcha. That kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it could have been explained a little bit better. Yeah, and it was just again, it was just part of the whole messiness yeah. of it. It was just a mess. It was yeah. just convoluted. It was too simplistic. Like it was too simplistic of a story to be that convoluted. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I think that's where I'm getting. Like the more I'm talking about it, I definitely just knocked off a half star from my rating. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens whenever we podcast. It's either like it goes up mm-hmm. or down. And I usually blame you. Where, yeah, I know. Like you either make me enjoy something more or less. It's never the same amount. <laughs> I know. It's never like, oh, this is how I feel at the beginning and at the end. That's right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a journey. <laughs> All right. Well, we've been going for 52 minutes. Yeah. I didn't think that we were going to be going this long about yeah, the movie. Yeah. So what what rating would you give? I wanted you to t- say you it You want me to? You always rate way harsher than I do. And you ground me in reality, though, because I'm always so <laughs> forgiving with my ratings. But I originally, like, when I wanted to put it on Letterboxd, I was going to put three and a half stars. Now I think I'm I'm thinking a solid three, just because the entertaining moments are really entertaining. Yeah, but it's a mess. Yeah, I think I, I think I give it two and a half. Like, I gave Venom uh, two and a half. Okay, well I didn't see Venom. Okay. Um, and so two uh, and a half to me is pretty bad. Is pretty low. Okay. But I mean, your si- I tend to be harsher. But though. your system, like according yeah. to your system, this feels like a two and a half for you, but not for me. I'm glad you approve of my system. Oh, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing. I respect your system. <laughs> I do. I, re- I respect how harsh yeah. you are. I mean, I think it's worth a rental if you don't have anything to do. But I, do you need to see this to finish an end game? No. no. You don't need it. And This does not no. wrap up end game. Honestly, no. it, it really does doesn't. It no. really doesn't. No. Because it's not clear. Like, is is the torch passed from Tony to Spider-Man? And if so, how? Is it philosophical? Yeah. Is it tech? Is it money? <laughs> and if you didn't like Homecoming, then you really shouldn't watch this one at all. No, like, no. then you're not really getting anything. So. And on top of that, honestly, what bothers me is that um, Spider-Man, one thing, one key thing about Spider-Man is that he's poor. He's like a poor student, like a poor college student, and he's trying to get side jobs in order to pay for yeah, college. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a photographer on the rise and everything, like trying to be a photographer mm-hmm. just to pay the bills, and he's always late to everything. But this is the MCU Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man who has a trillion dollar kill satellite in space. Yeah. And yet, you know that Aunt May is going to be driving a Ford POS. <laughs> and that's what really bugs me. 
Is that like if they're passing the torch on yeah. him and he has all this then tech. Then he should be living in Stark Tower or he, some like, version of that. Pepper you know? should be taking care of him. Yeah. Why isn't Pepper taking care of him? Yeah. If Happy can fly in a Harrier jet to pick him up and he can build whatever type of suit he wants in a 3D printer. Right. And he's still living in a crappy, you know, two bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Right. That doesn't mm. make any sense. Mm. No. Really? Yeah. Mm. You can't have it both ways. Put him on the payroll. <laughs> Make him a full timer. Right. Right. You know, it's just I bad. Agree. Whatever. I agree. But I guess he did have that. Uh, I guess they did talk about that, that at the end of Homecoming where he said, it's like, you know, become an Avenger, you know, live on the compound and everything like that. And he said, no. He but, wanted to be a normal kid. But there bit. could be some middle ground here. Yeah. Like you get a stipend from Stark right. Industries. You right. know, like just right. whatever. Something. You know, something. The Stark internship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, folks. Let us know what you thought of Far From Home. Are we crazy? Was it a totally big reveal that Mysterio was a bad guy? You know, like maybe uh, maybe uh, that's maybe you were surprised or maybe you weren't surprised, but you still loved it. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Let us know what you thought. You can go to the nerdparty.com slash contact. Select Nerd Nuptial from the drop-down menu, fill out the form, and it'll send us an email. You can find us all over on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Join Nerd Party. Mine, personally on Twitter, is The Insane Robin. And uh, if you can take the time, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it's called, and leave us a review. <laughs> if you leave us a five-star review, we'll mention you on the show. And uh, if you left us a five-star review and uh, we haven't mentioned it yet, Sometimes it takes a long time to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it takes a long time for us to get the email. So we will mention you on the... As soon as we get the information, we will mention it. Sometimes these things can take months. Um, so, uh, but uh, but yes, please let us know. Please talk to us. And also go to the nerdparty.com for all of our other shows, whether it's our other episodes or other shows on the network, whether it's Harry Potter or Doctor Who or movies about that are... Um, distributed by a24 you know things like that we got we got something for everyone at the nerdparty.com i love you i know scully yes marry me i love you and i like you i love you and i like you i love that woman i love her more than sharks love blood i love you i know Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.